Hello, and welcome to the Trinity Western University Alumni Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fair, and today's guest is Sandy McGregor. Sandy is a teacher, author, and mom. After graduating from Trinity Western, she began her career as an educator in the private school world, then transitioned into homeschooling for the past 14 years. Sandy has always found a lot of joy in writing and has most recently published a mother-daughter devotional on Psalm 119. I hope you enjoy this interview as we discuss her career journey, the process of writing this devotional, and the things she's learned through the experience. My name is Sandy McGregor, and I graduated from Trinity Western in 1995. And a fun fact would be that I actually grew up out west in Abbotsford, and um, I went bungee jumping in Nanaimo oh. when I was there as a student. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Can't say I've ever done I won't do that again. <laughs> no. no. Was it uh, too, too intense? Uh, it was, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I still have a VHS video somewhere um, of mm. me screaming the entire mm. way. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Well, it's really nice to meet you. And thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, so I guess uh, one way we can start is uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, kind of your background, like who you are and, um, and what drew you to, to Trinity and, and what you studied and kind of that whole early part of your life. Okay. Well, as I mentioned, I grew up in Abbotsford, BC, in the Fraser Valley, Mm -hmm. and my parents were with um, ministry at the time called Campus Crusade for Christ, which is now Power to Change. So we were kind of like missionaries, but not missionaries overseas. We were missionaries at home. So we were dependent on people for, for everything, for support. So I grew up understanding that I lived a different kind of a life, um, ministry type life. So that was a, it was fantastic. I mean, the people that we had the opportunity to meet over the years were incredible and still are. Um, So that kept us in BC for a period of time until my dad was transferred to open up an office out here in Ontario. So then we moved in my upper elementary years and, but BC was always in my heart. Mm -hmm. I, we went back to visit all the time. You have lots of family and friends out there. And I always knew I wanted to go back. I didn't know how or when that was going to happen. And I, in that, I always loved teaching and working with children. So that was always a part of my life. And so when I was coming to the decision in high school about career, um, I had applied to various places for concurrent education. And so my goal was actually to stay in Ontario. So Mm. the summer before I went to Trinity, my best friend growing up was getting married in August I was in her wedding party and flew out and I was ready to go to Ontario for school. So I arrived, the wedding, everything's great. And one day I just kind of woke up and I felt the Lord impressed in my heart that, no, you are supposed to be going to Trinity Western. Hmm. What? So I had to make this phone call to my parents to prepare them before I came back. And within weeks, I was accepted. I had my student loans, the flight packed and off I went within wow. weeks. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was an abrupt turn, mm-hmm. not expected, but I was excited. My sister was there. I had cousins, like I said, and lots of family. So it was almost like a homecoming. Mm, very cool. Yeah. And then uh, what did you study? Um, I focused on elementary education. 
And I chose phys ed and drama as my two um, kind of teachables or the two subjects on the side that I wanted to use um, in my teaching career. So that was a lot of fun. I had, I had a blast. Mm. It was great. That's good. What, uh, so did you, did you jump right into teaching after you graduated? Yes. So, um, I applied to different teachers colleges. Um, actually I, to come back to Ontario, cause I mm-hmm. was starting to uh, date somebody that was from Ontario. So my heart was now being pulled back. <laughs> so I applied and was accepted to Queens and I was really excited. That was my first choice. So I went there for a year and, uh, right after that, I, jumped into teaching grade two at a private school. And the great part about that, which was very unexpected is that my sister was teaching the grade three, four class next door. So I had an entire year teaching with my sister, which was a lot of fun. It was a tough year. I'm not going to lie. My first year of teaching was pretty tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from there, I went into a Christian private school, Oakville Christian school, and I taught JK and SK there. And that was incredible. Loved it. What, What was it that you found really tough about your first year? Uh, I think because you you feel like you don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. and you're bombarded with parents and report cards. And the way that this private school worked was I literally had to write an essay for each child for each report that came out. And it wasn't just like the regular public school system. It was all the time. So I was mm-hmm. constantly writing, which I didn't mind writing, but this kind of writing was really tough. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, and the, the staff and administration were quite a challenge. Um, they weren't very supportive. So that's why I was very thankful that I had my sister who was right there. It was just, it was a first job, first time. Everything yeah. was so new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine that'd be very overwhelming. Yeah. And the, the behavioral challenges with the kids really threw me for a loop. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a challenge, but you know what? I wouldn't change it because it really helped shape um, a lot of my philosophies of what I wanted to do going forward. So yeah. it was okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, what was some of the lessons that you learned during that time that really helped shape that journey for you in the teaching first year? Yeah. First year. And then the second year, kind of everything that kind of led up to, to who you are today. I think a lot of it was, um, I think about time management uh, and the preparation and the planning and thinking ahead and really focusing on how I can look at the strengths that I have and the weaknesses and allowing people to speak that into me. So just to remind myself to be teachable mm-hmm. so that people that have been around for a long time, because mentoring has always been a very, very important part of my life, people mentoring me. So I had to really seek out mentoring um, to have people say, okay, Sandy, you know what? You really need to start working on this, or you really need to be doing this. So you have to really humble yourself and just kind of sit back and go, okay, God, we did teaching me through this. So a lot of, a lot of those things and were worked on in my life. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I usually save this question for the end of the interview, but it feels relevant right now. Um, mm-hmm. So for any of our audience members who are uh, studying to be teachers or new, new teachers, do you have any advice for them uh, to deal with similar issues that they might encounter? I think for me, when I think about my experience at Trinity and even at Queens, uh, having teachers that have gone there, been there, done that mm. immediately in your life, speaking life into you and mentoring you. So you're meeting with them, either it's monthly or weekly zoom calls, coffee. Obviously we can't do that as much now during these times, but 
those were really pivotal for me. Um, I remember very specifically one of the professors at Trinity at the time, his wife was a kindergarten teacher. So I was placed in her class in, I couldn't have, could have been second or third year because we, we do, they do placements, you know, all the time at Trinity with your elementary focus. Yeah. And she was, she was just a shining star for me. She was so supportive and loving and she would pray with me and encourage me. Um, but she was also willing to tell me where I needed to work harder mm. on. And so I would encourage people to look for somebody in their life to mentor them. Mm. Yeah, that for makes sure. sense. That's definitely an aspect of our alumni office that we're trying to highlight as well. We mm. have a 10,000 coffees networking mentoring program where we try to match up an alum with a student or a recent grad. So yeah. that, that kind of stuff has been really, really helpful for a lot of students. No, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something that I wish I would have had more of when I was starting out because yeah, it's when you're, when you just graduate and you head out into the world, it can be very daunting to try to find your place and to get connected into your, your new role. <laughs> yeah. It's overwhelming. And also because Trinity Western, obviously a Christ-centered education, yeah. um, we are, we have such an incredible foundation that we're taught there and God is our focus and we take that with us wherever we go. And we have a solid foundation, which was truly incredible uh, especially when I think back to chapel, that was just a highlight for sure. Mm. Um, but knowing that your faith will be tested in the yeah. public school system or wherever, whatever arena you're in, that's why it's so important to have people that are with a like-minded faith so that you can talk about these things and be prepared to share your faith and be prepared for what persecution might come because we are living in times that are a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and having mutual accountability and then someone else to bounce ideas off of, or to even get prayer for that's, mm-hmm. that's hugely important, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, did you said you had that with your, your sister out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I you, have two sisters and a brother. Okay, cool. Did, did you find it with anyone else as well? Like in your church community or? Yes, definitely. I think, I mean, my mom has always been my first mentor, hundred mm-hmm. percent. She's still, she's incredible. All just amazing. Um, but all throughout my, my life, I feel like God's just placed people in my, in, in my path, whether they were a couple years older or five or 10 years older, that just, it didn't have to be something very specific where we'd sit down and get right into scripture and, you know, devoted prayer for an hour. It wasn't anything like that. It was just simple conversation. Mm -hmm. And one moment I had, um, when I was at Muskoka Woods, when I was 18, I had the, uh, the director's wife at the time, she just took time to walk with me. She just listened to me and she just talked with me. And to me, that really set me on the path of looking for people like that in my life, wherever I can, and then to potentially be that for someone else as God would lead. Mm. So that was a really pivotal time for me to um, explore mentoring. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, now that you're older, have you been mentoring others yourself? Yes, I think God has just been so good. He places people Mm. in my life and just whether it's a niece or my own daughters or friends of my daughters or um, whoever it may be in a church community, he's just placed amazing women that we just have these beautiful friendships and mm. we're able to share prayer requests and speak with one another and just like praying over the phone because right now we can't see anybody. So yeah. we're trying to be creative um, through email and text. And uh, so, yeah, so there's always opportunity. You just have to be open. Mm, that makes sense. That's a good way. That's a good word. <laughs> Being yeah. open is such a huge part of it. It is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So are you still teaching today? 
I have been homeschooling for the past 14 years. Okay. So I, I left the actual classroom mm-hmm. um, and I started a family of five children. And so I just felt I wasn't ready to go back into the classroom yet. Um, but early on, the, some of my kids did go to school. Um, but God kind of placed on my heart and eventually my husband's heart. It wasn't his first choice at the beginning. Mm. Um, but we started homeschooling. We thought we'd just give it a try and go a year at a time. And here we are 14 years into <laughs> homeschooling. And now the whole world is homeschool. Pretty much. Yes. You're ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. So when COVID hit, it wasn't a big change for us because we were already at home. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been, I have been in the teaching role in various different ways, pretty much as long as I can remember. Yeah. What's the, what's your youngest child now? How old? She just turned 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you're quite the range then. Yeah. 10, 13, 17, 19, actually almost 20 and then 21. Cool. So, yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about your, your book that you've been working on? Sure. Um, it's, Kind of one of those things I've always been into journaling and blogging. I started a blog like 12 years ago and I just love journaling. I always had in my heart that I wanted to write a book. And back when I was at Queens, I started a children's book. And so when my kids were very young, I started the whole route to trying to get published and it was a disaster. I had multiple no's, no, 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 no. So I just thought, what am I doing? Like if God places this on my heart this, why am I constantly being told no? So I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to shelve it. I'm going to put it away, let it go. And I just thought, I'm just going to let God lead and do whatever he wants to do. So being a mom and parenting and homeschooling kind of was my priority. There wasn't really a lot of time to write. And so I just kept my journaling and blogging going. And about 10 years ago, when I was sitting at church, uh, the pastor was speaking in Hebrews and um, I can't quote the verse off the top of my head. I'm horrible at memory right now. Um, So he read the verse, um, Hebrews 1.3, and it says, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Mm. And as soon as he said that, two words flooded me, sovereign radiance. I didn't know what that meant. And then moments later, he just put on my heart, mothers and daughters and Mm. the whole concept of mentoring. So I thought, okay, what is that? Like, it just was so strong. So I wrote it down on the sermon notes and I kind of took it from there and I kept journaling about it and journaling about it. And then the Lord placed on my heart to start a mother and daughter group. So Mm. we had girls and their moms come to my home and we would do a book study. We would do a Bible study. We would eat a lot of really good food. And (laughs) then the cool part of the night was we would have the moms stay upstairs and the, one of the moms would share their testimony. And then some of the older girls would take the younger girls to another part of my house and they would have um, their own kind of a Bible study and a mentoring opportunity. So that became the foundation for God laying this mother daughter devotional on my heart Hmm. to write, but I didn't know what he wanted me to do. And in 2019 ish, somewhere around there, the Lord placed on my heart to study the Psalms. And I got to Psalm 119 and I just stopped. And I'm like, why am I stopped? And I, I is another one of those moments. I don't have them very often, but it was like, this is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I need you to write about this. So then I just began this journey of writing through Psalm 119 and taking notes and grabbing commentaries and listening to podcasts and just absorbing this crazy 176 verses, the longest chapter uh, in the Bible. Well, there's a lot to it. 
there was so much to it. And I'm like, Lord, why are you asking me to take this? Can I just not do Psalm 23? Like, <laughs> let's go low key here. Yeah. But it was very clear that he wanted me to go through this. And so I thought, how am I going to simplify this for my daughters? So God was so good and so gracious. He just walked me through and I was able to connect with my sister-in-law um, who's in marketing and she was able to put together my website. So the website began and I was working on the book and they had uh, some editing help. It was just an entire team effort and it all kind of came together. Uh, and then all of a sudden I find myself here. It's, hmm. it's amazing. It's been an amazing journey. Hmm. Oh, I should, I should make the point the last summer, um, some very good friends of ours, we were meeting with them for lunch and um, I was starting to look into different places to submit it for publication or to be considered. And this friend of ours, John McCulley had had a book recent, recently published through Castle Key Books. So he just suggested, why don't you try through Castle Key? And that was it. Um, I mm. sent it off. And within about four to six weeks of the conversation, we were on the road to being published. Wow. So it was That's amazing. A pretty cool turn of events. Yeah. It's not that easy for everyone. No, it was, it's been a long, long, long journey. And all of a sudden it's like last summer, it just kind of, it sped up a bit. And then I went through the whole process in the fall and it came out in December. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Good for you. It's been fun. <laughs> so what role did your, your daughters play in the writing of this with you? You know what? They were kind of my guinea pigs in some ways, because I would share with them an idea mm -hmm. where I would say, what do you think about this? Or do you have an idea? Or what would you think about this in this part of the book? And they, they just gave me really, really unique insight um, mm -hmm. into, cause I have one part where they, uh, they'll do an activity with their mom. And so we talked about different activities that they thought would be appropriate. And so it's been fun to have them. And then I actually did the, the journaling with them. So as you, cause you have the book at the back of the book, um, there's the journal component. Yeah. And uh, so I actually have been able to go through it with the girls and it's a real treasured memory that I have um, of things that they wrote down to me. And then I wrote down to them that were really kind of pertinent to that time. Hmm. So it's, it's a treasured, treasured book that I want to keep. Yeah. And so that's a great experience to be able to do that together as well. Yeah. What was some of the things that you read or discovered in Psalm 119 that you didn't know before you started this journey? Wow. That's a loaded question. A lot. <laughs> uh, one of the verses that really stands out to me is 119, 130. The unfolding of his words gives light. He gives understanding to the simple. Mm. And that has resonated with me since the first time I kind of looked at that verse. And I, you know, how you feel like you look at a verse that you've read before, but it seems like it's the first time again. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. And it just made me realize how his words, they are light and they illuminate and I am simple and I need that light. And I just felt that really became my theme um, as I pursued writing and editing and writing and editing. So that's, that was a big, a big thing for me. Hmm. Yeah. I love Psalm 119. I think I told you before in an email that I'd studied it a little bit with uh, a mentor of mine and uh, we, we were working on potentially doing a book on it ourselves, but we never, never finished it. But uh I'll keep it going. Don't stop. Yeah. There's so yeah, much to take from that. All the notes are still there. So we'll, we'll dig into it again at some point. I'm sure. That's good. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one of those books or one of those um, 
yeah, the chapters of, of the Bible that is, is, is very inspiring. And, um, yeah, I just found there's so much beauty in the, the structure of it, like with the, the Hebrew alphabet being such mm-hmm. a key portion of how it's played out and, mm-hmm. um, the way you can see the, the nature of Jesus reflected through it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it definitely one of my favorite passages now. Yeah. It's become mine. Uh, previous to this, I, I enjoyed reading it, but this is, it's become a favorite for me. Yeah. Definitely growing up, I had other Psalms that I would go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, Psalm one nineteen, that's way too long. But now oh, that I'm, sure. now that I'm older, I, I can appreciate it a lot better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> um, so what was one of the, um, would you say like, what's one of the, the things that turned out to be more of a struggle that you found through this process and, uh, and subsequently, how did you overcome that? Uh, I think the struggle with writing is that it can be very lonely. Mm. Um, you're often, you're in your head and you're at your laptop and you're kind of sequestered away all by yourself and, and people can't get in your head and you can't explain to them what you need help with. And so I found I was alone a lot, but I think God did that on purpose. So I could really hear what he was wanting me to put down in the book, as opposed to constantly going to other people. I think he was teaching me just come to me first. That's where you need to come first. So that was a struggle a little bit for sure. And the editing process, it's hard. So when I first (laughs) had the editor send back, you know, the initial comments, I felt like I went right back into university and I was sitting with a professor and they were giving me back my paper. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a tough journey. So I had to really just sit back, soak it in and um, work really hard. It was a lot of work, Uh, but it was, I really wanted to do it. I was passionate about it. So I had to ask the editor just to be very patient with me. Mm. (laughs) I'll come back with what I hope you like or what works. So it's just the back and forth. was, uh, it just took a lot of patience, a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's, that's one of the challenges too, because when you're so close to your own work, it's, it's hard to have an objective view of passages or or sections or phrases that don't make sense to, uh, you know, someone who's reading it has no context, but for you, it's like, Oh, should, should we working? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When they cut this page and cut that page or whatever, you're like, Oh, I kind of like that. But okay, yeah. I guess it doesn't work. So you really, you have to trust the process and you have to trust those that are placed in the position that they are. And that was a great learning process for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how long has this book been published? Um, it came out November 25th online, like through yep. Amazon and Indigo, Barnes and Noble, I think. But officially with Castle Key was around December 2nd of 2020. Okay. So very recently then. Yeah. So very recent. Yeah. Have you had a lot of feedback yet from anyone? I've had, it's been, yes, I, I've started to get some good feedback. The one thing about the devotional is that you have to actually dig into it and start to actually do it with your daughter. And because it's, it's meant to be over five weeks, it only just came out in December. So a lot of moms that I know right now have it and are just beginning to kind of go through it. So mm. but I've had a lot of great feedback, um, how they are starting to connect with their daughter and they love the journaling um, because writing is a safe place for people and it helps the girls that, especially when they're younger girls to just kind of process their thoughts and think it through. And they say things that they wouldn't have normally said just verbally. Mm. And the one thing I did with the journal is I would just put it out on the kitchen Island 
and we would do the little devotion in the morning and I would leave it out all day. There was no pressure, no time constraints. And then they could think through and reflect and just write whatever they wanted to write kind of according to the journal prompt that day. Mm -hmm. So people have been um, talking a lot about that too, that they appreciate that component and love Mm -hmm. going back to look at what the girls have written that they were surprised that they wrote. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, can we talk for a minute again about the the sovereign radiance that you mentioned mm-hmm. um, in the connection to mothers and daughters and Psalm 119? Um, I'd mm-hmm. like to learn more about what you mean by that. So uh, what I talked about from 10 years ago when sovereign radiance is placed on my heart, it kind of um, ebbed and flowed throughout the years. And then it became this website where I could Um, not just kind of blog for my own personal blogging on Blogger. I wanted to do something significant to really inspire and encourage moms in their journey. Because now that I'm at that stage where I'm older, I can look back a little bit Mm -hmm. and I don't have all this wisdom. I just have, I just want to share my heart with them and I want to encourage them. So uh, yeah, so I set up this website, Sovereign Radiance, and it's just, it's a hope-filled place that women can come and read through the blog and hopefully be encouraged by what God is prompting me to write. That's great. It's been fun. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So the, the blog is a separate thing to the Psalm 119 book, but you, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they can go to the site and they can purchase the book actually right from the site if they want to as well. So there's uh, if people want to visit the site, they will find um, they can navigate it easily um, where the blog would be and explaining the devotional and um, yeah. Would you consider like, do you have plans to write more mother daughter journal type things, devotional? Yes. I'm, I've already been working on one for mothers and sons based okay. on Proverbs. Oh, cool. And so I'm, yeah. So I'm working on that one right now. And again, I don't know any timeline or what will happen with it. I just have to kind of let the Lord lead yeah. as it will unfold. So I'm excited about that and other projects that I have on my mind all the time that I'm excited about that I'm constantly writing down and, um, and working on, but that would be something I'd love to get going. Yeah, it's great. I think it's a good idea. Is there something? Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say, my sister has a a younger son and they have the devotional and she has other girls and he was so upset because he couldn't do the devotional because it was for daughters, but she's like, no, 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 it's okay. You can still do it with us. So it was a reminder for me. Yes. I want to get this mother and son going. Yeah. And I think that that would be great to get that going. Mm-hmm. Is there, um, was there an area that you found? Um, I mean, depending on how much you want to talk about this on a podcast, <laughs> but is there an area that you found in mothering that was particularly difficult that you were able to address in this book? Oh, that's a good question. Um, or is there like some aspect of, of mother daughter relationships that you, you wanted to focus on in your writing? I think about there's one, the one chapter that talks about um, listening. Um, I, yeah, that's on listening and living um, <clears throat> on week four. I think as I was writing about it, I was very convicted that I may not be listening to my daughters well enough. Am I really hearing them? And so when I was writing kind of the devotional that leads into the daily um, overview that you go through Psalm 119 verses, I really felt convicted that I need to do better. I need to do more. So each one of these things, each one of the uh, chapters actually really were things that I was convicted on myself. So I really felt, yeah, you know what, you really need to listen a lot better. Listen to them 
look at them, hear them. Um, cause it could be easy just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got so many things on my mind. I got to go this way, but yet they really need my focused attention. So I, I, I would say, yes, that would be the, one of the number one things. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for sharing all this. It's been really interesting to hear a kind of a glimpse into the the life of what you're into your life and into the the journey that you've been on. Is there any, uh, anything you'd like to add or share with the community who might be listening? Um, I think that when you surround yourself with people that are supportive and prayerful, I mean, my husband has been incredible supporting me hundred mm. percent. Um, so shout out to Duncan for that. Um, but to just your family and your friends and your church community, having them support you and pray for you through your hopes and through your dreams, that really has been, um, really important to me and really, really helpful as I've, as I've been on this journey. And so many of my friends will say, Oh, Sandy, you've always wanted to do this. I'm like, yeah, I guess I really have, but I just, to me, that's a reminder too, that even if it's something you think you want, always make sure that this is what God wants you to do. Yeah. So make sure that it's part of what his plan is to glorify him. But yeah, surrounding yourself with people that are um, willing to walk those valleys with you. So I've been very fortunate. You know, my son, Chris and Jack, Samantha, Sarah, Katie, and Duncan have been um, amazing. Yeah, that's great. It's great that you've had that support and that mm-hmm. connection with your family as you work on this project. Because like mm-hmm. you said, writing is uh, a solitary experience for the most part. And <laughs> unlike any other kind of media where if you were putting together a movie or a theater production, you know, everything like that, you have an instant reaction. You have immediate feedback. People, you write, you know, right away if people are enjoying what you're doing, but when you write something and you put it out there in the world, you have to just sit back and hope for the best and wait for a response and, and you get reviews and, and commentary or emails, but it takes time. Right. So it is. Yeah. You have to be very patient. I'm learning that. Yeah. And that's another reason why I think that, um, having the, the family support or the community to read with what you're working on or to give you feedback on that is so, so instrumental. Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is there anything that we can be doing as a community to be praying for you? Um, well, probably I, I broke my leg actually. Right. Um, I remember about, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So that would be great. I'd love to get out of a cast. Yeah. <laughs> I have a while to go though. Um, but aside of that, I can't complain. Um, but I would love prayer for what God has in store next mm-hmm. and what he really wants me to do and how I can use the website and the blog to bless people. And just really listening to what God's voice is saying to me. That would mm-hmm. be great. Yeah, absolutely. Were you able to have like a big book launch party or anything like that? No, no. COVID does not allow it because we're oh, right, of course. Yeah. like we're in a complete lockdown right now. We're I forgot even, about COVID for yeah, some reason. <laughs> yeah, what, just for a moment. That's okay. Yeah, just for a moment. It doesn't happen often, but I forgot about it for a moment. Yeah. Well, actually, what I've been doing is um, as the Lord lays on my heart, different people, because as an author, I bought author copies so that I can sell them on my site or personally. So I'm just praying about who I send them to. And so I've been doing lots of mail outs and drop-offs and that's been actually kind of cool. I like doing that. Nice. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 But it's going to take time. It doesn't happen fast. Yeah, no, of course it, it's a, it's a journey. And I mean, that's one of the things too, with, with my experience in publishing is that uh, it, I've, uh, we've kind of, my, my co-author and I, we wrote a, a book series and we wrote the first two books in the series over the course of two years. 
Yeah. And um, the way that we saw it was sort of like raising a child together. Yes. So we were like working on the characters, working on all the aspects of it. And like, is this what we want? And you know, you raise your child, you pray for your child. I'm not actually a parent, so I can't speak to this as accurately <laughs> as you could, but um, you work on this, uh, you, you pray, on it, pray for this child, you work with it and you raise it up the best you can. And then it's time for publishing and you like send it off to college or whatever. Like it's off into the world on its own. Yep. And mm -hmm. then you just have to sit back and think like, well, hopefully people like the book or hopefully people like my child, but you know, at this point it's on its own and this is, it's become its thing. And uh, that's such a scary and exciting experience because you can't edit anymore. You know, like it's, oh, it's out there I now. To, I totally agree with you. Like the, when I push that click button to officially send the last before it went to print, it was probably the hardest send I've ever done because I just, I'm like, okay. Cause they, you have to, as an author, right. You, you're the one that says I signed off. It's ready to go. Yeah. I poured over it and poured over it and you still could have an error and you still have to let yourself be full of mistakes potentially. So that was really hard. And then waiting for trying not to let yourself fall into the trap of what people think that's yeah. That's hard because I know you're you're going to get negative reviews, right? Yeah. Or you're going to get people say that they don't like it, and um, so it's been a really good experience that way. Well, um, I guess yeah, we can start wrapping up then. Yeah, thanks again. I really appreciated hearing your story. And um, if there's ever anything that we can do for you, we'd be thanks, happy to um, to support you in that. Thanks. No, I appreciate you reaching out like that too, back to me and talking about this is great. It's um, it's exciting to actually talk about it because it makes it feel real. Yeah, well, it is real. You're a published author now. I know, it's crazy.